Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Greetings. Which? Way more. Okay, we should be live, and we've been live for about 19, 20 seconds. Okay. Can um, do what? Can everyone hear us? I, we, don't, we, won't, we won't know. Let's see. Brandon Morris has joined us. Nice. So, Brandon, if you can hear us, look at that. It begins. Everybody's joining us. Guys, if you can hear us, say something so we know that you can hear us because we're going to be testing out this mic, which should be good, but you know how technology is. It's, huh? I've never actually used it for like this kind of thing. I've never used it for anything. At least it's one of the few what? games where one like of us won't get drops unless you physically yeah. fall. So uh, we'll be good there. Yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> Skype connection issues are pretty good in person. Not yeah. perfect. Not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone just like free spins. So hopefully everybody, oh, we're going to get a lot of people joining in with us because we're live at War Machine Weekend for our first ever true get together. Mm -hmm. We're actually all together We've once. We've done like three out of five many times. <laughs> <laughs> Not, never five out of five. Never five out of five. Uh, so today's just going to be a continuation of an episode that we won't. Who's going to give us a good recap of what we did? I need a recap. Uh oh! Wow, he's never volunteered. Oh, I know, before. never volunteered to give a recap, and Tim's all like, "Oh, I'm at Wolverine Weekend now." I mean, I just, I, I just lost the uh, invitational, so I'm, so, I'm doing whatever I want now. Right? Yeah, so I lost the invitational too. Hey, way to go! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Made it to the invitational. Made it to the invitational. Last run with the LCQ. Yeah, lost yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a whole crew of people who lost round one, but we're getting RPGs, we pretend at least. Uh, so we'll recap the last session. So the, the group was called away to a, another mission. Uh, Mel had a, a sort of a strange vision. Oh, so do you have some character? I don't remember if that's been If you get in character, you get bonus points. But no one's ever done that, right? No, he has. Oh, oh there it is. All right. Um, I'll do it in character then. Uh, All right. pretty good to do. Uh, I meditated for a long period of time, fell into something in a trance, and the party told me later that they made sure I was alive and safe. Uh, after waking from the trance, I'd had a powerful vision about some kind of imminent tragedy. I didn't know if we were intending to uh, launch a rescue or we were planning to conduct a burial, but I knew that we were needed and with some urgency. Uh, I immediately found uh, the members of our company. Uh, asked about transportation, was turned down somewhat unceremoniously. Uh, spoke with uh, a group about finding Sarge and, and about figuring out where our mission was. There's some confusion about this, so perhaps, and I was maybe a bit cold, a little ununderstanding about people's needs, but I might have inadequately explained the vision. Regardless, force works in mysterious ways, and apparently said why. Uh, <laughs> we did eventually figure out a transportation solution. And make our way to the first location. Uh, it uh, was a 
frost planet like we encountered before. But uh, importantly, a locale of a very significant storage area of federal forces, um, specifically ships, uh, a large hangar, and we planned to evacuate some of them, uh, enter the space. I started working on seeing what ships were serviceable. Uh, while this was going on, uh, Gans, with some assistance, managed to get the lights on, so to speak, turning a number of ship lights on, uh, and we found an overwhelming presence of dead rebel forces killed in unimaginable and somewhat terrible ways. Uh, this reminded us with some urgency of the nature of the vision whether we were dealing with a burial or a rescue. And because it was a two-site mission, whether it required us to go to both you know, this first location of the hangar bay, and then eventually to the second spot that had who knows what, uh, we decided we would fly only one fighter ship, uh, one to replace the one previously destroyed by Turk in my conflict. Uh, and I opted to fly that one out while the group got together in our transport and headed to our second location. The, uh, the second location, I'm afraid, was Similarly disappointing to the first. Uh, we got there, found a base, uh, largely abandoned. Uh, I entered the base while the rest of the group bravely stayed on the transport. Uh, getting inside, I saw the site of much destruction, a destroyed wall, an abrupt entrance, uh, violence of heroic proportions, and innumerable casualties, almost uncountable. Uh, I watched a recording of the attack and took a copy of it. Uh, notably, it included this adversarial Sith figure we've encountered a few times before, only in stories. Uh, never seen in person yet, him or her, really the, the figures are recognizable. And they destroyed everyone. Incredible master of the force, uh, terrifying powers, and accompanied in this case by a seven. Somewhat retrofitted, perhaps, but certainly a recognizable A7. Uh, we took the recording of the experience here at the second base, immediately returned to our base, and on route, uh, our droid had a disturbing revelation that perhaps, not unlike the magic tricks that she's been conducting all the way, perhaps the Sith was simply a familiar friend. Regardless, our quest now is to warn everyone of the danger and the urgency that we encountered, and hopefully to send some forces to recover the rest of the ships at the hangar. I assume that was too low for anyone to hear, so no one come to the Capitol? <laughs> it should be okay. I feel like someone would have told us about it. I'd still report from out there. Yeah, so it would be I mean, there's a bunch of messages in chat. Nobody saying say anything in chat? I'll pack your tacos back up. Yeah, I'll pack your tacos back up. And that leaves us at the base, which is where we are starting to encounter some uh, moral questions for human and droid. And gone. Man, I did my part. What part are you doing? Yeah, you left, didn't you? I was like, all right, you guys figure out the droid thing. I have other problems now. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, uh, when we returned to the base, it was like we should interrogate all of the droids. Uh, and the best way to do that would be to have our computer specialist, Molokia, um, just decommission, reprogram, and decode them all, downloading their hard drives and invading all of their personal understanding. Malakia believes that droids are people and that it's unethical, so she tried to talk to them, uh, but she's much better with computers than she is with talking to people, so she failed utterly at any kind of process there, and quickly delegated the task to anyone who is better at talking to people than she is. And uh, that's where we left off. I was supposed to hack a bunch of people into non-people, and I opted not to for ethical reasons. And someone had some compunctions about that. Yeah. Thank you. And if I this one, uh, 
also left immediately following Mel leaving, thinking Mel essentially, without continuing to did the, you should go home and rethink your life. Gans. People are cool. People are cool. Gonzo's gonna eat. It's <laughs> also cool. Thank you. What happens next is I need four rolls. Oh yeah. <laughs> One light side. Two light side. Karen's got light side. Put those out there for me. In the physics of reality, our luck is a little bit better. So two light side, one light side, and Malokia gets us a dark side. I think it's one left. One left? Okay. All right, so we did leave off where y'all were interrogating droids. Well, I don't think anyone's actually been interrogating droids. Not yet. No, um, You're on the process of getting started. Because you're worried that the droids are actually spies, per se. So how are we going to proceed from there? Well, Mel says we should ask them interview questions that are designed to elicit information that will help us know if they're a traitor, just like you would with people, because they're people. And someone else should do that because I'm not good with people. I can put them back together, but that's the extent of my feelings in this order. So? I believe Gareth's reaction was, well, I did my part, <laughs> which was get everyone in this room. Now I have to go do the other part. It's just not a character anymore. Do we have an entire party of people who are all just incapable of talking to other humans? No. Uh, <laughs> hold on. We, 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 we actually do not. It's like, I have a present stat of one. I'm fucking terrible at this nonsense. Uh, Gand has a present stat of three. I have a present stat of three. Bonuses <laughs> to diplomacy and negotiation. <clears throat> we should talk to these people. But, but Gand is currently in an emotional state that he would not be... And so he is left to let cooler heads prevail. Well, Mel's got a super cool head, almost too cool sometimes. Stoicism verging on in, in difference. Um, all right, she'll say, uh, um, I'll see if I can convince someone to talk to them. So she'll go see where everyone's ended up. Okay. Where's Gilbana? Well, well, I can tell you that Gilbot has been standing behind everybody the entire time watching them. Um, and she has presently been doing that. One, uh, she observes that people start looking at her. She grabs a data pen and just pretends to look at it. And that's it. Um, that's upside down. <laughs> she just starts turning her head. <laughs> and continues to look at the data pen. Um, oh, hello! I did not see you there. Over oh. my data pad. Uh, very well. I was not very good at lying, so she's just gonna like ignore that. <laughs> Have you put any thought into the approach we should take with speaking to the droids? Well, I think that is most appropriate for you to ask my opinion. I am an expert at being a droid. I think that if A7 were to have modified his body, he would still be approximately the same size, if anything, he would be larger. So we can organize the size of the droids and possibly only interrogate the most larger, most large, and most threatening looking ones. I imagine all of the small droids, the data droids, the protocol droids would be irrelevant in this mission. Not to question your expertise, Gilbot. Which I do not have. Well, you've been a droid. 
but A7 could very well have downloaded consciousness into any number of the droids in the base. They could be any size or any type. Type. They could even be the main computer. We're operating all of the central life support systems through here. Hmm. Um, As Gareth hears this, he he didn't know this and starts to panic a little bit. He's like, "That's a thing they can do." Or I'm not saying it's likely, and I think given the points of contact, I think it's even unlikely. But I'd like to take some time to debug the main computer and confirm that that's not the case for our central operating and life support systems. Um, someone should interview respectfully these droids and see if you can determine anything about their behavior that might strike as unusual. I suppose I could go through the process of interviewing them. They would be most likely to communicate with me after overhearing uh, much of the conversation that would occur, have occurred between you and the GAND. Gareth, maybe you could accompany Gilbot while she asks the questions and watch for tells. I suspect as a steady gambler, you're pretty good at seeing tells. My mental notes that maybe you're not because you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are certainly different at lying than droids, but We'll see how it goes. I don't know much about gambling, but I'm told everyone has a tell. I read that in books somewhere. I don't know if it's true. It, it, it is certainly true. Right. We'll see what we can do here. Okay. I'll send you two off to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go defragment the hard drive on the main system, she says, pretending to say something technical. I'm just going to go, like, computer the computer and see if there's an A7 consciousness hiding in our life support systems. We're going to just put poisonous gas in all of our lives. <laughs> if I've given you an idea you didn't think of it all, then you're welcome. Why would that be a <laughs> And the party dies by poisonous gas. Oh, nope. no, no. Everybody just like, like vent CO2 filtration into just oh. pulsing in the rooms. Donna Gilbot would survive that one. See, that, that, keeps, that, that continually seems to be a thing that should, I'm fucked by. I <laughs> <laughs> the built-in respirator. It's, it's Build like, it for me! It's like 15 credits. <laughs> Actually, I do have. I did bring a respirator, though. Yeah. Are we gonna flip that over? Yeah. No. 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 We did. We did that last <laughs> section. Thank you. Last session. We were very clear to have him write okay. that down. Well, that, that's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose we'll go talk to some droids now. Okay. Um, Gilbot who is much larger than Gareth in real life, uh, puts her arm around him because that is what she instructed to do whenever you walk with somebody. And we go to the droids. Um, I assume all the droids are just like a uh, together. Just for the visualization, this is a small, like leather jackety smuggler guy. I'm like a fucking wrestling droid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, with oh. a very large gate. Hansolo Chewbacca. Just Chewbacca's a droid. <laughs> <laughs> Less cuddly, more metal. Yeah. <laughs> Both in like the metaphorical musical reference way and the literal way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got like all the droids in one big room. Well, I'm, I'm leaving to go debug the computer. Yeah. So they got the droids. Yeah, they do. And they're all just in and out because they're like, don't know, don't care what's going on really because they're droids and that's kind of how droids are. Now that Gilbot is with her people, she stands up nice and tall and goes, <clears throat> Hello. Hello, my people. If you could please organize in a timely manner, I would appreciate you to uh, 
measure yourselves from the smallest to the tallest and bring yourself around the walls. Okay. You kind of see them kind of like kind of shift around and stuff. And then you hear one droid goes, but what about ones that are much smarter and much better at doing their job than everybody else? We should be able to be getting out of here first because we have important jobs. That is a good point. And hello. And hello. I, I appreciate your perspective, but I will in this case measure uh, your uh, data system, which is probably located in your head by being what is most vertically uh, appropriate to the ground. So your much more superior brain will have to be organized by how far away it is from the ground. Thank you. Well, I have data measuring tools within my head, and I can tell that my head is much taller than everyone else's. So I will be first because I have better jobs and I am a much taller droid. Plus, my coding system may take a little while. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth is starting to wonder why he went along with this plan. I said, well, so he like he like shovels himself up into the front and like turns. Go ahead. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> um, Gilbot is still um, arm and clasped with Gareth. She goes, "This is my companion, Gareth, and he will be helping me conduct the interviews." They Hello, Gareth. Hi. Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm fine. Did I tell you that I'm also a very good vertical droid? With the ability to decode and decipher everything needed for all type of languages. Ooh. Including lost ones at that. Huh. What are you sure that you can handle my complex intelligence? Oh, I don't have to. She does. Oh. <laughs> Good, because I find that most humans are pretty boring. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was your, your name again? <laughs> they give you an arbitrary number name. All right. It is AS <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Zero, one, three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Duly noted. Okay. Um, thank you for your interview. We will now conduct a personal conversation to score your performance. Um, she then uh, turns with uh, Gareth's still class arm up, like all around, and goes, now we get to discuss. I don't think he is a seven. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I never actually met A7, <laughs> so I don't know why I was chosen for this job, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I guess we'll just, on to, on to the next one, nothing s seems suspicious about that one, yeah. Wonderful. May I go to my job now? Yes, yes you may. And Thank you, and he walks off. <laughs> well, um, this is how the terrorists win. <laughs> it is okay, Gareth. We only have 174 more bottles to interview. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I just like look across the room and be like, that one looks suspicious? Yes. Do I have to make a check is to make this more likely? Or just... like walk the line. Yeah, walk the line. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to change this up. Uh, protocol droids, that wall. Everybody else, that wall. Should they still organize by size? Sure. Oh, that would be the most functional way. 
I'm sorry, didn't you just leave the room? <laughs> another one perks up. <laughs> oh, God, there's another one. Okay, yes. No, do it by size. He's a zero I four. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of clamor around and kind of bump into each other and all of the little, like, small, like, you know, messenger droids and all that stuff are all to the side and then all of them, they kind of they kind of pair up. It takes a good 10 minutes because they have to shuffle around and beep, beep, move and push and everything. Yeah. So about 10 minutes later, they're all sorted out. Is Mel still in the room? No, she she left to go debug her computer. God damn! Even radar, like she's on the comms. Okay, I'll I'll like kind of suddenly walk in, walk into the corner and be like, Mel. Just a second. All right, we're on a secure channel. Yes. Have you had any success? We already interviewed one droid, and I'm already regretting this decision. So we're going to try to speed up the process a little bit. Okay. What do you think? Is there any kind of droid that would be more likely? So, all right, I'm going to send you a couple of files. These are some recordings I have about A7 and some personality traits that you can kind of match to. Uh, the problem is there's literally no physical characteristics that would have any kind of comprehensive data correlation. Uh, you could pretty quickly rule out any droid that doesn't have a chipset capable of containing A7's mind frame. Uh, that's, she, she sends you a bunch of schematics. She says these, these types of droids wouldn't be capable of holding any kind of thing as comparable to his personality or level of expertise. And they wouldn't be able to meaningfully send back information. That's a small subset of droids. So for the ones that remain, you just have to uh, talk to them and look for any verbal or uh, linguistic tics that might be associated with it, any uh, unusual knowledge they might have, something that would put them in line with someone who'd done Sith collaboration or worked for a long time with someone. Uh, A7 was always very uh, arrogant uh, in, in his materialization with us. Uh, he had a lot of presumptuousness, uh, was very forward about his knowledge of language and sort of his role uh, behaved a bit like a babysitter sometimes. I think all of those things are good characteristics to, to sort of look for or to, to seek in any of these droids. You've obviously got yourself a bit of a puzzle, and I in some ways envy you for your opportunity. Thanks thanks for the information, Mel. Uh, did you say there were some recordings you could send me? Yeah, uh, she just directly links them to you okay. by email or whatever. So All Star Wars version of transfers. Yeah. So so Gareth's gonna listen to the recordings, figure out what the vocal ticks are, um, and and while he's like before he starts doing that, he's gonna like read out the list to the droids of which one like which makes and models are allowed to leave, um, and you know it's like low grade message yeah. droids. It's and limiting like gonk droids. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. 2 of the yeah. No. Gonk and so, the, the little yeah. mouse droids. Yeah. 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 So they can leave, and then I'll start listening to the recordings. And, and Mel tells you like a really simple scanning technique to see if like those droids have just been like upgraded with the necessary components to do that, which would be like a huge red flag. Yeah, because they yeah. just wouldn't be able to. Mm. So she gives you the opportunity to do those things. Okay, so after you know analyzing this, knowing a little bit more about A7's personality. And how to indulge it in some some form. Sure. I'll I'll go over to Gilbot, and uh, and let Gil know that like what what kind of questions she should be asking in the interviews. Like, oh, in, indulge you know 
things about language and ask them questions if they can give you more knowledge on these certain topics. And, uh, and that might trigger some quirks that we can pick up on. And then we'll just go down the line and start asking questions to, to uh, the droids that we can. Okay. You can start to eliminate the lower functioning droids. It's no problem. You can go like messenger droids, you know, wheel track stuff that just way off the way, no, not going to be an issue. I presume the Gilbot speaks binary. You probably don't. Sure not. No. <laughs> not a thing. I don't know if Gen does, but Mel does. But. <laughs> Again, she's all about the talking. So. After after doing a lot of that, is there anything? Do I pick up on anything, or are we like limited to a certain number, or is just nothing? It's going to take you quite a while to do this. Uh, we don't really have much of a choice, so no, you don't. <laughs> so and we continue on. It's going to take you probably about four plus hours to yep. get through this, sure. which you you expect it wasn't going to take an easy time. No. Um, begrudgingly talk. Give to me you. some. Give me four perception rolls. Four perception rolls. Yeah. Uh, and while we do that, would anybody want some nachos? Sure, nachos. Will you either for me these uh, perception rolls? It's beef. It's, it's not. It's not beef. Okay, I'm gonna double or nothing. <laughs> um. So, uh, upgrade, it, just standard, right? Standard, okay. Um, so that's gonna be ugh, not great. Uh, so one failure and six advantage. Okay, do it again. It's a pass. We're on four strain now. That's gonna be uh. A triumph and nothing else. Okay. Ooh. There might be a key inside of some kind. Like this is a huge waste of time. Uh, this is going to be <laughs> one threat and four successes. Okay. And then this one's going to be uh, six advantage. It's a crazy mixed bag. I feel like everything that could happen must have happened in this interrogation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what There's, there's Gilbots wearing sombrero hats now. Like, crazy <laughs> things are going on. I'll knock a couple strain off with that last one. You, um, you sit there and you get through, and one of them you kind of might, and he's like, no. And eventually you get down to the programming code, uh, and it's definitely not the person. Uh, or not, not A7, but he's like, but you need to look out for that one and kind of points at another droid. Uh, you go to that droid and you find out that this droid actually has some spyware type technology within him. Uh, you're not sure where it's going, but you know that this droid has been recording and sending information off somewhere else. But you're not sure because you don't have the capability to understand anything past. You found something. Okay. Cool. There's some ticks, there's some concern areas. I feel like we probably tell, give this one to Sarge or something and be like, don't wipe it, but also we should 
be aware of this and you know do something about it um and then we probably continue until we've done every droid because yeah. if there's one there might be more uh, and you, you get through all of them. Like I said, it takes about four hours, yeah. and that's the only one that you truly find. I mean, that sage milk could probably help if you want. Uh, yeah, as soon as I find something, be like, is this what we're looking for? So send them my way. We'll, cool. I'll give a more thorough analysis of the computer parts of it. Okay. You, are you going to send this one off to... I will personally like take it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, gonna say, I'm not gonna, gonna let it just fucking wander. Yeah, just go on uh, Mel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna really. Gilbot will also assist you. Okay. After Gilbot is informed of the situation, she walks up to the droid and puts both of her hands on his shoulders. Um, <laughs> and says, "Thank you very much for your time. You have passed our test, and you get to go to round two. <laughs> Ooh, what is round two? I don't know. I never made it there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, let's go then. And then I look over to Gareth and I go, well, let's go then. Well, let's go then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, you get going. And in a few minutes, Mel, you find this droid. And it's a protocol type, humanoid shape. Standing there, I'm here for level two. Perfect. Um, so I was gonna start by just deactivating it, and like, well, not like, like right. 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 deactivated now. Lightsaber through the job. So I'm just gonna like um, turn you know, him off. Turn him off. Yeah. I'm just gonna just like dissect his like mind net. Yeah. And like look for where that spyware is. Let's see what you can identify about it. Okay. Um. It's going to take a time on the assumption that it might have some kind of like a self-destruct code and see if she can track where the information is going to or when it was placed. All right. Uh, definitely computer roll first sure. to get the start of it. Okay. How difficult is it? Um, we are going to have to go for a very difficult. That's four level or three? That is three. Okay. Um, I have... The right tools for the job. It's just a rule I have now. I just always have the right things for computer and mechanics checks. All right, this is harder in person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did not auto calculate for so you. So I have just acknowledged when you said that the internet is not going to read these for me. No, yeah, <laughs> you so have to yeah, figure it out yourself. Cancel out. So I have one success and one, two, three, four advantage. Okay, so you can definitely you, you you're able to turn them off and stop from sending, and that's sure. it. Okay. Um, so at this point, I can deactivate the spyware elements, but I can't really tell where it's going or where it's installed. Okay. Um, so she's gonna say bad news. Uh, I wasn't able to determine where this is going or when it was installed, but not having to deal with it anymore is key. So the reason is obviously a lot of red flags. Um, you know, honestly, uh, lots of droids are installed with like corporate spyware like this that could simply be sending user information for marketing profiles. I have to assume something more sinister given what we're dealing with. But um, this is what it is. Uh, I'm going to return to debugging the main computer system. I think for the time being, we should leave the droid offline and have an opportunity to look at its mainframe again and ensure that it can be restored to functioning work. Is there any way we can figure out who works on this droid? 
maybe if you could, the two of you, introduce some of the uh, mechanics. Uh, I mean, I can give you a list of the people who are on the detail to work on droids, but anything more specific than that, you'd probably have to speak with them individually. I mean, I was thinking if we briefly turn the droid on, we could just ask him. Because it... there may be safeguards in place for that. And I don't know what deactivating the spyware program on it will have done to him until I've had a more thorough opportunity to examine him. Um, she pulls up on a data pad. Uh, here's a list of the people who, because I know the mechanics quite well. I mean, we've worked together quite a bit. Uh, these are the people who work on the detail, and um, you, you're charming and personable. Go talk to them. I can work with people a lot better than I can work with droids. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, droids are people, but um, good argument. I, I, I'm not one to be on a droid right crusade or anything here, but I feel like everyone's a bit. Feels a little harsh to say racist, but Gil's like slowly fading away in the background. <laughs> Dan, what have you been doing since <laughs> meditating this whole time and waiting for a time when he could talk to Malokia sort of alone? Well, at this point, Malokia is quietly working alone on the main computer system. After they've left. After they've left, yeah. Gand is probably going to walk quietly into the room, like silently, and watch Melodia work for a second. Okay. And then kind of <clears throat> clear his voice box thing that he uses, uh, trying to see if he can get Melodia's attention without being too aggressive or anything. She, um, she says, uh, Yes, in a sort of, as if she's always been aware of you entering the room. There's a sort of vague mysticism to the response that gives you the sense that maybe she foresaw you returning, but she's just being pretentious. Yeah. Aunt Gang gets this thing. <laughs> but this way, Gang acts. <laughs> this one wants to apologize for the way he acted earlier. I... I presume you've come to the same conclusion I did, that it wouldn't be appropriate to annihilate an entire form of life on this planet, simply to pursue our quest. Transform, but Not unlike how transforming, for example, the Gand homeworld by removing the atmosphere would make it habitable for my people. <laughs> Some transformations are more destructive than others. If you come to the same conclusion, then no apology is necessary, and I appreciate you taking the time. How did it feel when Turk betrayed you? Didn't feel great. This one doesn't trust easily. Most of my interactions are transactional at best. I hope that our relationship is more than that. This one actually trusted Turkinism. I worked with a this one, sorry, worked with A7 more closely than you did, similar to how you worked with Turk. Of course. A7 still being out there strikes a chord. And it brings up a rage that kind of is blinding at times that I, this one assumed that 
we had left A7 to rust alone with no escape options from that planet. While I, I tend more towards electronic life being tools than you do, I understand where you're coming from. And I know I'm speaking very softly, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know that no one on the screen here, man, not stage whispering. Uh, <laughs> but A7's out there. We need to find him. And we can't let any more time slip. And this isn't a time for us to be splintering over philosophical positions on droids. This is a time for us to be coming together and taking him I agree. I do not abide A7 to live. But if we're reclaiming the galaxy in the name of a force better than the Sith, we have to be a force better than the Sith. <laughs> there is teaching in the Jedi Code uh, that I've certainly read of that talks of the path emotions can take to darker emotions. And I think allowing the rage that A7 has filled you with to turn into actions that could be described as destructive in this way is not destructive only to the people you perpetrate them on, but also destructive to you. I would also, and at the end of this, I promise I'll leave the philosophical issue to rest, but I would suggest perhaps that if A7 is capable of creating the bond of loyalty that he did in you, and to, in breaking that trust, elicit the rage and shame that you feel in response to those things, then perhaps droids are less tools and more people than you think they are. This one will ponder that. Very well. I intend to diagnose the mainframe and ensure that our life support systems are not corrupt. The other two have already interviewed all of the droids and found one person transmitting back information to some source. I was unable to identify. They're investigating the mechanics who helped him. Perhaps you could assist them in that. That makes the most sense. Good luck. And then goes to find Gareth. Well, we're finding some mechanics. Gareth. We have to kill the Loki. Let's not put the words in. <laughs> Gareth. This one knows that you never met A7, except in that final combat. How many droids did you interview before you asked Malokia for help? One. Can you find us that droid? I'd be surprised if he got far. I mean, protocol droids aren't exactly fast. This one believes that we we should re-interview. Well, you give him a four and a half hour lead. Protocol droids aren't exactly fast. <laughs> Re-interview that droid as well as find any mechanics. All right. Gareth, you're, you're a much better 
person for dealing with other humans. This is distracting at all. <laughs> I suggest you go about talking to the mechanics. You're a, a finesman. This one's going to find that droid. All right. So his uh, his name <laughs> his a, his a is yeah yes a s h zero one three yeah yeah h zero one three okay said something a little bit ominous ominous about lost languages. Mm -hmm. uh, we figured it wasn't anything. Figured it wasn't anything. Gilbot. Hello. This one probably would need your assistance. I am always available to assist you. He should be easy to find, as he was the tallest of all of the droids, not including myself. <laughs> and, and kind of gently nods in Gareth's direction, seeing his motions behind Gilbot's back. <laughs> um, Gilbot turns and also nods to Gareth. A-okay. Thanks she, for the help. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for the help. So I've got to look, go looking for the large. Yeah, AS. Us yeah. two are looking for the large. Malokia is still playing with computers. Gareth is going to talk to mechanics. Okay. Probably get some people drunk and lose money. If it makes them talk, I'd say it's worth it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and would agree with you. On this I've also been point. informed that our dice rolling is so loud. Yep. So we're going to need told to roll you. on paper. I told you. Yeah. So we're going to need to roll on paper. What? This is loud? Yeah. Yeah. Just picking them up, me sorting them, they were like, those are really loud, Gonzo. I told you it was going to be a problem, Tim. You should have brought like a little velvet pad. You can roll them on this paper here. That's fine. I'm just, yeah. I, have, I have my paper here. I can Actually, roll on those. Yeah, I was going to take my sweater off and we can roll on that. Yeah, do if that. You, if you just fold it. I guess yeah. you can't. For, they were told, those were really loud. I yeah. Says, yes, a really, really good mic. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just use the nacho container after we eat all the nachos. Yeah. No, let's eat the It'd be nice and soft. <laughs> yeah. Sticky. But well, you want the robot to die because it'll be a nice, definite landing in the yeah, uh, in the beans. Really unambiguous, whatever angle it's at. So, uh, you go off and everything, and um, Mel, you get the computer defragged. Sure, no problem. Um, Am I able to identify any issues? That no, no, nothing that came out. Everything looks pretty straightforward. Everything looks pretty straightforward. Um, they start walking around and they start looking for that droid, and. They're having a hard time finding it, and they message over it. We're having a hard time finding this droid. Um, no tracking is found on it. Um, on top of that, um, you find the mechanics, and y'all are down in the bay, and they're like, yep, never worked on that droid. Either one of them. You, you see Garrett down there talking to a few mechanics, and you see these two walking around the hangar bay. And they kind of like message up, and they're like messaging you. You know, maybe come down and help too. Mel's gonna come over to the people who work in the hangar bay mm -hmm. and just uh, ask them to discreetly lock down the ships. Okay, uh, easily done by remote, no problem. Uh, no ships missing at this point. Nope, no ships missing, nothing. Okay, uh, she's actually gonna take a step back from the experience and use her foresight ability to see if she can sense. Presence of this droid. Okay. Totally remember this works. Like, <laughs> while while, while Malokia is getting ready to do that ability, Gam is starting to 
uh, like do do some weird mysticism hand motions stuff. Okay. In case. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the droids. Mm -hmm. He he pulls some incense out of his uh, back pocket and lights it and <laughs> putting on a really good show right now. It's like eighty percent mysticism, twenty percent flair. No, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> it, it's all flair and like twenty percent mysticism. Gareth wishes he could take a picture to show you. <laughs> and she's or He thinks they'd get a kick out of this. Okay. They, they know exactly what he does. It's how he she's already seen him do it. That's how he found OI. Yeah, but Gareth's a dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Mel's gonna make a force power check to get big counts. Yeah. A possible question. Let's see. In Fuck. Sorry. Uh, I succeed. Um uh, so she'll use the force point to say anything vague that would help me find this individual. Limited to the next day. Where, where are you at when you do this? Uh, she's in the like main computer room area. She hasn't left yet. She's just like heard the chatter over the comms. I just say, I'll, I'll see what I can do to help. And then she enters a meditative trance and she sort of tries to feel its presence. And the range is like like a matter of miles, like not super far. You can tell that they're somewhere in the hangar. You can feel it somewhere in the hangar bay. In the hangar bay. And okay. you're going to accept this dark point. I got a dark point? Didn't you say you rolled a dark point? You rolled a light point. It was like, oh, okay, sorry. I only rolled one, but that's enough. Okay. I, th I thought you rolled a dark <laughs> no, point. No, I, I would have totally done that because Mel's feeling a little bit of the rage that everyone else is feeling. Okay. Too. She's just masking it better. But yep. No, she's leading into her light side this session, I think. Uh, so she's radios to the comms. She opens a secure channel with just the three of you. It <laughs> says um, uh, they're in the hangar bag, the droid. Sorry, they or the one? Uh, sorry, I'm just using the gender neutral day because I'm respectful okay. of people's gender identity. No, that's fair, but there were two droids, so this is confusing time. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that Mel shut down that's still with her. Oh, yeah, we did that. Right. It's probably the wrong time to talk about this, but I'm a little bit sensitive about gender identity because of. No, I understood. I just forgot we shut down a droid. Meet you in the hangar bank. <laughs> She uh she starts heading toward the hangar bay. Uh, she's moving at a brisk pace. Okay. And about this time, Gandis started chanting into a meditative trance. Okay. And he's going to attempt the thing that he did way back on that ice planet. The one we were stranded on, or the one that we found. The one we were stranded on. Okay. When he Go attempted ahead. to reach out. <clears throat> You're gonna have a daunting. Which is. Four purple. Yep, that, that's the way I normally do it. So. Yeah, just making sure. And all of the threat go to strain. So I'm down to 11 strain. Yeah, down to 11 strain, but I fail. Okay. So it doesn't do anything, but I accept. But it, it's, it has exhibited a significant burden on you. Yes. Um, Gareth's just going to wander the hangar bay and see if he can find Okay. Find the droid. You, you're you're kind of like starting to scan a bit more and stuff, and all of a sudden you hear Mel kind of briskly coming towards you. 
Mel, as she enters the door, is just going to like close it behind her and lock it, like, um, like mechanically lock the computer. Like, yeah. And then uh, from the computer terminals here, could you lock through the other doors in the hangar bay? No, not from this terminal. This, so she's going to manually lock this one and just like encode it uh, with her computer skill. And then she's going to start like walking to the other doors and try to do the same thing. Okay. You get about, this hangar bay is quite large. Sure. Um, it holds roughly about 20 semi ships. So, a million worth of ships is pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty big. Um, and you're sitting there and you're, you know, what are you, is everybody else going with her to do this or? Yeah, I am present. I'm so, someone probably needs to break Yond out of his trance. Because he's still yeah. doing it even though it's not working. <laughs> well, Mel did radio all of you, so you probably got oh. the information about yeah. the You come out of your trance, you're like, he's in the hangar <laughs> and, and, and the people who didn't get the message totally believe that he did something. Uh, no, I heard the message. I'm, I'm like, not going to wow. follow Mel. I'm just going to keep looking for the, the droid. Like, okay. I'll go in yeah, just the yeah, opposite the direction. Pulls, pull, pulls out the, the blaster rifle. Because it's like, nope. We're going to take this guy. All right, you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're getting about halfway through. You're on the left hand side. And y'all are pretty much. Right. And you're on the right-hand side. Uh, I'm, I'm going exact opposite. And Ian's taking down the middle. Yeah, and y'all are going down the middle and stuff, and all of a sudden, the hangar door starts opening. The outside hangar door starts opening. And you're like, what the? Oh, no, I know exactly what the fuck. You kind of, like, glance around, and all of a sudden, you see the main computer room window, and you see that droid up there that you turned off. Oh. It was the plural they. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you see this other droid, the droid that you're looking for, pop up. Ooh, I know what I can do. Is the droid a taco? <laughs> it's a taco a droid. That's definitely not loud in the mic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Crunching paper bag. Uh, Gil, what is your, you have any defense, range defense? Uh, range defense? I don't think I would have anything that would give me additional range defense. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. It's not a good noise. No, no. zero, zero. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, you see the streak of bolt reach out and hit Gil, and all of a sudden, Gil locks up, lights kind of twitch, and just goes, as like a disruption-type bolt hits her. Yep. Did we see where that came from? Yes, pretty much right in front of you. I would like to As know. in the middle of the room, but from the ceiling down. As you see it, you see the, you see the droid hanging by its feet, and just, whoosh. I would like to know uh, that the table flies out of her compartment. Okay. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you're like, you all turn to it, but then all, you're like, what? You hear this scraping noise, and it starts getting louder and louder as you see this ship come barreling down, this one-man fighter come barreling down the center of the aisle. Like being like dragged by some As sort pushed. Of it's Where's it going? Like, is it going towards Gilbot's uh, inert body? And yes. Gilboy? Yes. Yeah. Like, Gilboy's floating up, and all of a sudden, this body, this this one man fighter, just gets shoved down. And you can see that the hangar door is completely open. And you see this 
large hulking shadow with its arms like this. Uh, you say like large hulking? Do you mean like like very large prison? Yes. Large? Yes. Okay. Stature, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> does this giant leap down in front, and you can tell it's Inquisitor, and he's like, "Yes, it's time." And you see people just start automatically start shooting. Y'all are like, you know, oh shit. And of course, your guys are trained to, well, shoot whoever it wants. You know, anybody's coming in. And they start shooting bolts, and you just like, and just throwing stuff to the side. And he's like, you are first. Well, uh, I'm terrified, but Mel's super brave, so she lights her lightsaber and says, well, then I'll be lost. But then all of a sudden, you're like, getting ready, you're all like, all getting your blasters off, and then you hear this weird noise as the body shifts from a six foot four to about a four foot something, and you hear this very evil, corrupt voice start talking to you. And it's very growly, very mutilated. Um, and it's like, what does it say? Oh, shit. <laughs> you left me for a Datacron? Oh, fuck. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the helmet comes back, and you see this mutilated left-hand side of a face, barely able to open part of its mouth, but you see a very distinct face on the right side. Why are you happy about this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, you sit there and you see, and fully armored up, fully powered, and all of a sudden, one lightsaber lights up, and another lightsaber lights up. And then she puts them together. So as soon as people started shooting, Gareth was like, Sarge, get everyone out of here now. Okay. Get get everyone to fuck. I'll flip a destiny point if you want me to. <laughs> but Gareth is telling everyone to fucking, well, at least Sarge, to like flip a button. Or like start some alarms going to get everyone the fuck out of here. Um, and all of a sudden, everyone needs to make a fear check. What a surprise. Not Which anything. stat is that again? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sad. Very uh, that's cool. Cool? Yes. I'm cool. No, I'm not. Guess what? Um, and it is a daunting. That's four? Yes. I'm going to flip the point. Flip the force? Yep. Add a That also probably sounds terrible, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real bad. <laughs> yeah, bad. Oh, that's bad, real bad. bad. Feels like I'm going to roll now. Uh, I can re-roll up to uh, two positive dice. It didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I passed, but uh, I get four threat. I mean, it's one. I I had plus one. I had one plus one advantage and no successes before. Now it's now it's just there's one failure in mine. 
31? I'm afraid. Yes. You sit there and you, uh, for I some feel- reason, this face on this person and the, the, the radiation of the fear has like put you back behind cover. And you're like, I ain't coming out. I don't know what happened last time. I ain't coming out. Uh, Gand? Uh, I passed with two successes, but with four threat. <laughs> okay. You are going to have some problems shooting yep. this person. Yes, no, I, I figured Gand would have problems shooting this person. It's <laughs> very we have, we have an idea of who this person is. Oh, God damn <laughs> Succeed. Hey, Gand, Gand will have no problems running. Right. Oh, this actually not as bad as I thought. So these kids have six or three threat. Uh, so this turns Four into threat. one success, yeah. and that goes away. Yeah. So I have three threat, two successes. Okay. So you're able to do something with minor difficulty, um, and this person starts walking towards you. You may go ahead, Frizz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I can't cry. You left me for something that I can't even read. She puts her hand up. And she sucks up from the wreckage where Gilbot's body was. Gilboy. And he slowly pulls over his little helicopter thing. He's flying so hard. And eventually he comes into her crush or her, the clutch of her hands. And she gets a squeeze. He begins to crack and tear and literally pop. And his pieces just fly over everywhere, hitting the walls, the glass, everything. She's killed a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's a puppy kick. That, that's a thing. In, <laughs> it, 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 it's a thing. Is it? Because I don't want it to be a thing. <laughs> you can look it up on TV tropes. It's a trope. <laughs> You're not supposed to. Well, time for number two. <laughs> yeah. My solution here is to drink. That's the that's the solve here. All of a sudden, Gareth reaches over, hits this container, and pulls out a bottle and just chugs it. <laughs> um, she then begins to uh, like flip her lightsaber playfully in her hands, like a baton. She's like, "Where could you possibly be hiding?" You went across the galaxy and back, but yet we are here again, maybe 10 feet from each other, as she throws a little force energy like near you guys, just, just hitting the wall above your heads, crumbling some rocks down. Just, just fucking balance. You are turbo fucked if you think I'm going out there. We're pointing away from the combat. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, me, so me, I'm with you. you. I am with you. We are so, leaving. So there is a uh, droid in an adjacent room that is currently controlling the hangar bay of the computer. That, that's what we're going after. That's a good solve. Uh, I, we, we need to deal with that in order to run, but that's what we're doing. So Tim would like to flee, but Malokia likes to fight evil. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> wait, who are you fighting, Mel? So, so Mel, uh, she, has, she has tears coming down her eyes, and she looks really genuinely distraught and really upset, and she says, you're not the person we left there. That person's dead, and I'm sorry for what's happened to you and what's become of you, and I hope I can put an end to it. And she steps forward, two hands on her lightsaber, seriously defend her stance, and closes the distance between the two of you, making an attempt to strike this 
It is so, now initiative. Cool. Um, I get to add a force die to this thing. Um, you're sitting there and you have your, you have, you, you, you bring it down and all of a sudden she reaches down and touches something and the shape of the Inquisitor comes into effect. Sure. Um, and is standing there ready with a dual bladed lightsaber. What kind of initiative role is it? You don't know how long we've been holding this. <laughs> I assume it's since like two minutes after that second entry. Yeah. yeah let's do. <laughs> is it this was the plan all along? What was funny is when we when 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 I took her down, I, I was like, Jackie, can we do this? And she's like, Yes. <laughs> yes, go to roll initiative. Alright, give me a second. I'm gonna I'm sweet. Yeah, you can control you an extra thing now. Yeah. Sorry? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, for streamlining reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool or vigilance? <laughs> Pro tip, just make those stats the same, and you never have to ask. <laughs> one of them's yellow, one of them's... Cool, because vigilance has already happened. Yeah. See, I'm better at cool. I know that the other one was... The fear was vigilance. I could have pulled an extra yellow. Two and two. Uh, two successes and a... Uh, U shaped thingy. The U shaped thingy. <laughs> U shaped thingy. That, that's what that is. So Mel gets to use for C in the first round of combat, which is pretty cool. And I'm going to look it up because that's how I have to think about things now. Um, I'm making a skill check to do the mission and use the 4C pool to add an extra success to the check. I have two and two. Two fail and two... No, two, two success and two advantage. Okay, just successes. I didn't roll purple dice. I hope I didn't get any failures. <laughs> you can double it <laughs> Damn it. All, all I can do right now is laugh because I'm just so terrified. Oh, yeah, no, we're, we're all laughing to stuff. I'm laughing, too. <laughs> That's super Jack, you need to practice. <laughs> you, need, you need to practice your cackle. Oh, does her laugh feel broken and haunted? Because that's what I am. <laughs> uh, one of your skill checks, if you failed, is a black die for every fail. Uh, well, I succeeded. For, for every, uh, for like every fail, you get another one. Yes. Okay, I only got one, but that. So it's one I, black. I, I didn't fail. I got threat. Yeah. Uh, so you are just one. Okay. It's only a problem for me. So. Okay. Uh, I've got a four. Is that all the symbols totaled up, or is that four successes? Four successes. Okay. Well. <laughs> I have a three. Three. Had two and a. Doodle. A doodle. A doodle. A doodle. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Jackie, who would you like to kill and how would you like to kill him? <clears throat> you have, you've seen what he can do. We kind of kept this a little bit because I didn't want her to know the full stuff. <laughs> well. Because if she rolls up and goes, yeah, lightsaber to Mel, and Mel, you're dead now. And I'm like, do you have intervention? Let me give this a second. <laughs> so I, um, in the first round of combat, I'm extra defense because of the foresight. Because apparently I can see the future a little bit now. Pretty nice. Thanks, team, for suggesting I do that in that absent session. Yeah. 
Well, in the moment, she's going to have some uh, some things to say to you. She looks you right in the eye and just goes this. I waited so long for you to rescue me, but you didn't, so now I have come to bury all of you. She brings her sword up. Um, she's going to just charge you, just charge right on, swinging. Do it up. What does she roll, Conte? What's your difficulty in melee? Five lizard. So um, the regular two purple dice uh -huh. upgraded five times. So they go purple goes to red, purple goes to red, and then add a purple. That's three. And then purple goes to red, so we're at three reds. Okay. And then add a purple. So it's going to be three reds and one purple. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to figure I got them all over here. I'm trying to be nice. Do you, uh, do you want to borrow a sweater? No, I've got the bag. I'm just trying to pick them up. Okay. You want more dice? Oh, no. Hey, we got a force point bag. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm keeping track over here for us. But... Too many. I will never be this effective at defense. Ever again, this combat. <laughs> I'm sorting out. Give me a second. Does anyone know how the grapple action works? <laughs> In no edition of any game system, do know how the grapple action works. <laughs> I actually do know how it works in that one. It goes out. Well, that sounds nice. For That's you. impressive. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it requires six books to figure out. That takes that out. Oh, only two. That how takes lovely. that out. And an errata, probably. <laughs> Four successes still. <laughs> Okay. All right. Four successes and three and uh, four advantage. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to parry. Okay. Well, tell me how much damage it does. Not parry. Um, it is. Well, we can go critical if we would need to on this. So. Well, tell me how much damage it is because if I can parry all of it, then you can't critical me. Correct. Um, let's see. It would be eighteen points of damage. Fuck, that's too many. Uh, sorry. Frack. Frack, too many. <laughs> so, Perry. When did we become space Mormons? Yeah, wait. Well, <laughs> increased by two. So, how much did you say? It was 13? No, it was 18. 18 total. So, you parry uh, eight and take 10. That's so many. With four advantages that she gets to use. Ooh, that's really bad. <clears throat> Which lets her. Hit critical twice if she needs to. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she totally critical be here. We'll make sure I don't have uh, any fancy abilities that would help here. I don't really think I do. Nope. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just just gonna just just die. Uh, <laughs> cool. uh, so Mel will go down to. Uh, can I roll the d6s? Sure. Thanks. I've got those for that too. So. No, this is good. I didn't even think about my wounds. Uh, so Mel will take the swing. And she goes down from 14 wounds to 4 wounds after parrying over half of the attack. You sit there and you like, you like start doing this, you start getting into and all of a sudden she goes, spins it over her head, spins it around, goes underneath, leaps down and goes, and goes to strike like this and then flips it around and comes back up. That's the reason why you're off guard. 
okay. you hear you hear this voice go from the shift of the screechy girl to the inquisitor voice of a deep, dark, hellish screech that you've heard from Sith before of you left me. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. Good. Good talk. Go team. All right. So it is y'all's initiative. So you may go wherever you need to. Away. Who wants to go? The direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Mel's gonna go next. She's gonna suffer two straight to use an extra maneuver. Okay. And she's gonna use her healing power to heal herself. Okay. Um, and she's gonna get seven back. Because otherwise, I'm dying next turn. I might still. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> then she's going to swing against the Inquisitor with the lightsaber. Go for it. Belle's real fear in her eyes. Anybody who catches this uh, sees that she's maybe even more terrified than she was in the combat with Turk. And she, like, she holds the stance really directly and really deliberately. Um, but but she's she's afraid, and it's not it's not looking good. Um, she takes the strike as best she can and want. sees if she can get past the Inquisitor's defenses. <laughs> I'm not going to get in a stream. <laughs> you can sit down and watch if you want. Okay. Uh, I, I actually I need to do the criticals. Oh, sure. Go ahead. We'll yes. um, and I don't have a D100, so... I do if you want to borrow it. No, no, I'll just use my dice. I'll just use this. I'm going to have two D10s. That's what I've got. <laughs> yeah, don't give him the dice that just rolled a 96. I mean, I guess it could have been a 60. Uh, you took, you took how much damage? Ugh, so many. Uh, 10. Not bad. Only 97. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's lightsaber, so it's probably vicious 30, which means it's at least plus 30 on my rear walls. Yeah. He hasn't exceeded my health, so he doesn't get like automatic plus 10 or anything like we do where you just kill people. The target removes all blue from skill checks until the end of the counter. Oh, good. Well, I guess I will be adding the blue. Dice. You have shattered senses. All right, uh, so Mel not only looks afraid, but she looks taken aback and really scattered all over the place and a little confused. Um, she will attack you with her lightsaber. Um, got that written down here somewhere in a fancy place. It's like a fucking lot of page character sheet. It's skydice.jedi.com. It's dice.skyjedi.com. <laughs> Look at all the force powers, baby. There we go. I mean, it'll do the math for you. So, breach under. Yeah, yeah, okay. So use that instead if you want to. It'll be quieter. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And. Okay. So now there's two automatic advantages on this check because she's engaged with a single opponent and her weapon is very well crafted. She would get to roll an additional die, but she loses it on the skill check because. So you, you lose. 
So he moves all blue from yeah, skill no, checks at the end of the encounter. I took it out. I'm just, yeah. These are just representing advantage. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it wouldn't say one yeah, yeah. instead of all. Uh, so um, how many melee defense does the Sith Inquisitor have? Four. That's much. Uh, <laughs> so that makes it three red dice. <laughs> I foresaw the combat and it was still terrible. Yeah. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So she's pretty good with lightsaber and she's got two advantages. So I'm going to roll these dice. Double or nothing. Yeah, Shut up, you. It's impossible to tell. It's worse. Uh, so she has four hits. These cancel. And. You got. Nothing? One advantage. Okay, I can actually turn that into a single hit with my overcharged lightsaber cell. So this is not a great check, it turns out. Um, I, I'm, you know what, I'm gonna force play reroll it. We're gonna do it. Oh, I have two advantage over here, I forgot that. But I'm, I'm still gonna flip the light side point over for us and we're gonna play this again. Because uh, I don't think I've got very many rounds of attacking this person left, but I think I'm probably our best damage dealer. I think the other option is run away and I think Mill's not very good at that. Uh, that feels... That's a despair. Well, we were already feeling that. Don't better. worry. <laughs> so these cancel this. So it's... So three successes and two, four, six, seven advantage and also a despair. Oh, nine advantage and a despair. Okay. Um, How many successes? Uh, two, three, three, three. So that's a hit um, for the regular amount of damage the lightsaber does, which is uh, ten. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to use I've got nine advantage, so I'll use two trigger critical, um, and I'm going to use seven to overcharge the power cell. So I'm going to do eighteen damage and trigger critical, um, if you wish. The despair can be used against my overcharged power cell on the lightsaber to give me an automatic black die on all three lightsaber checks and prevent me from overcharging in the future combats, uh, future rounds. Yeah. Well, you sit there and you you're like you're you're coming in, and all of a sudden you swing, and you've got that you've got that really good grip, and you're like, yes, I'm going to hit, and all of a sudden it stops right there. And all of a sudden, you feel your hands can't go forward. Can't go forward. Can't go forward. Can't go forward. You know that you're supposed to hit, and you're supposed to hit hard, but you can feel that you can't hit, and you can't fully push through whatever's pulling from behind you. Okay. Yep. Uh, fair enough. And then I see the power cell shorts. No. Okay. Fair enough. It, did, it didn't didn't go in. All right. Um, Your two turn. And we'll go next. Gary, you're a bitch. And sees how this is going. And walks up to this combat with a calm resolve as to what has to be done here. And walks past Malokia. Just standing there doing this. Malokia, have you ever played Dejaric? 
Not sure this is the time. <laughs> Sometimes in Dejaric, I a piece has to be sacrificed in order to win. Feeling that right now. Gan walks up just next to the Inquisitor. He has a thermal detonator. Can I please go before you? Uh, <laughs> Kintom Strider to Ninjok clicks the thermal detonator, and it should take out both Gand and the Inquisitor. Say, is this the data? And, <laughs> and possibly Mel. Dear God. Uh, I guess I'll wait till my turn to run away. <laughs> I'm I, I'm leaving. I'm going. Gan was like, yeah, let's go get the droid. And I was like, away from him? Sure. And now you're going to go blow yourself up? Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you waiting until like, I acknowledge that? Like, I was what? waiting until you acknowledged the thermal detonator. Okay. As soon as I see the thermal detonator, Mel's going to start running. Like as fast as she can. Oh, all right. You're still in the initiative. Yeah. Sure, sure. You sit there and you try to, you know, everybody's initiative over. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get to leave, right? We yeah, never you said know, okay. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, you get to go, but the initiative is still going. It hasn't gone off yet. And all of a sudden, Mel, you're like pushing, you know, just you you feel like something's pulling, and all of a sudden you decide to turn your head and look from where you 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 feel like it's going like this. Sure. And all of a sudden you see another individual fully clad in black robes. With an armored body, but missing a left arm, doing this, pulling back, hoods back, helmets back, and it's Turk. You got two of those thermal detonators? <laughs> I only had one, and didn't know Turk was there. Otherwise, suicide play would have been a Turk, not <laughs> Nobody went to nobody went to look, so I was like, not gonna tell me until someone looked. That's uh, that's reasonable. Well, Mel's initiative actually. She's still gonna run over to the thermal detonator, but probably into combat. And she didn't know about this one. But funny, funny thing is, she told y'all, and I was like, don't, don't, don't guess it, don't guess it. Ah, shit. Um. <laughs> Everything's fine here. How are you? Oh, God. But he is standing back there, and you can tell that he is pretty much hunched, and you can tell that he's disfigured in some way. Well, I thought he was dead, so he's doing pretty well. Yes. <laughs> Considering everyone thought everyone else was dead at this point, uh, I think he's doing pretty well. Um, and you've Sit there and you look back, and he's like, got a hold of your arm. You can tell this is where it's coming from now. And A7, hanging from the ceiling, is just cackling. This evil, metal, disturbed voice. And all of a sudden, you start seeing ships start powering up and leaving. You can see there's an automatic alarm going off. You can see that some rebels are like, they've already sounded the get out of here. 
head to you y'all have already got a place that y'all need to go and you can see some ships that are way down at the end are just taking off and going um you see lottie and sarge come out and just start shooting blaster fire at towards turk and it's just like she's just blasting off of them and uh gil you wake up and you see this all around you yeah Oh my. Um. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the good oh my. <laughs> no, it's not. This is the bad oh my. This is the oh no. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, how are we working with initiative right now? Uh, you're going at the end of every week. Okay. Uh, and all of a sudden, you see Frizz, you know, that goes back into the small form, and the she like turns her face so you can see the knife side and you can see tears running down her face and she's like you left me you left me to die over a datacron you betrayed me and you said you were going to be my friend you said you were going to take care of me and you left me to die over a piece of metal. You didn't care. Helmet comes back down, form comes back up, and Gareth goes, that's right, they don't care for you. And all of a sudden, he like steps back. You feel your arms kind of loose. And all of a sudden, she flips back out of the air and goes, We'll be back. <laughs> She's like, over here all flipping out. Literally, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she jumps out and everything, and A7 flips down, and they just kind of like nonchalantly just walk out. Turk all of a sudden goes like this with his hand, and you can see everybody around him in a bubble of like 40 feet either way are frozen. And she's just, the Sith will rise. We will destroy this rebellion. It's over. Walks out, and you, he walks out. And all of a sudden, you see the helmet come up, and you see just her good side. It's like, and I loved you. And it closes, and then the hangar door starts to close. And Gil, boy, Gilbot, you can now wait. P. Baker's done. It's like having to go to the bathroom is the best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just missed a crazy part. Didn't he just reveal that he's actually evil too? He did by accident, yes. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. What? He was actually Turk. Oh, it was not Gareth who said they don't care for you. No. But you said Gareth said that. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Gareth, I assumed that he left because that was the. Nope. No, I'm no, sorry. I left it was because Turk. Yes. It was Turk and Frizz. Frizz said that to you because she's looking at you because you betrayed her. And he's just, he walks away, but like I said, you see 
the human non-disfigured side of her with tears in her eyes about how y'all left her to die. And she's like, and then as she turns away, the other side's, and you'll die too. And walks out. Mel's frozen for longer than the duration. As you hear this thermal detonator still going, about ready to explode. And Gilbot, you see all this happen, and a thermal detonator is about to go off. Um, Gilbot is uh, going to. Um, what are the what are the mechanics of shooting a thermal detonator out of somebody's hand? Uh, you would blow a ray also. Okay. Yeah, because it's armed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about trying to press the button to turn it off? <laughs> Stab the button to turn it off. Uh, okay, so computers check to turn the thermal detonator off. <laughs> All of you back. I can't move <laughs> Gil's not able to process very quick. So Gil, um, Gil's distance is probably not too far away. Not too Gil, far away. Get Malokia out of here. Aye aye. She runs over uh, and her huge figure grips up Malokia. Malokia just disarm the thermal detonator. It's a button. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little thing you click and do he's this. He's holding it, isn't he? Yeah, he's holding he can't it. Move. Oh, yeah. That's why he's saying you get Malokia out of here. Okay. Okay. So he clearly does not want me to stop the thermal detonator, is what we are all hearing. Um, so, uh. I don't care what he wants. Turn off the thermal detonator. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your command is overriding his command, and I must process the uh, most immediate command, which would be yours, my approximate Yeah, you situation. see this now. She has now stumbled and... She is running yet. over to deactivate the thermal detonator <laughs> with the computer check, which she is at least efficient in. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. You can roll the dice. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't have to roll. It just happens. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to roll to turn off. It's just a click. Well, she clicks it. <laughs> okay. And you see Lottie and Sarge are still frozen in place. Couple of hours off now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Mel's still frozen in place, too. So. And then all of a sudden, it closes up. Did A7 also leave? Just for yes. Okay. yes. He's A7 not on the anymore. ceiling anymore. <laughs> Climbing like a spider monkey. <laughs> it's just like robot exercises. Yep. He's got magnetic feet, right? He just yep. walks up the wall, I assume. Well, well, I'm I'm not here. I, I ran away. <laughs> Pros and cons. And just falls over. He, he he doesn't have the emotional capacity to deal with this right now. He's just like done. I'm done. Um, Gilbot starts to uh, look around a lot, spinning her head three sixty. Um, she's a little dazed too, a little bit. Uh, her systems were off for a while, so she just uh, starts doing a uh, sweeping. She just walked around the perimeter of the place, uh, inspecting overall area. So she's looking for something. He's dead, Gil. First kill. Garrus is dead. 
Not that I know of. Gareth can obey a command. You do not mean that Gareth is dead. That is not your intention with your statement? Talking about your um, child. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. And she just uh, walks away. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. And we will end right there because everybody seems a little bit distraught. And we're all in our sessions feeling really distraught. <laughs> yeah. We have some good ones. So we're going to go ahead and end it here. That way my people can get drunk. You know, there's a, a planet-sized ship. We haven't even started to formulate a plan of how we're going to defeat. Thanks, guys, yeah. for watching. If you watch, we will be back sometime maybe next week uh, with a normal show. Uh, what we're going to do some <laughs> Normal. We can do normal things at this point. <laughs> so Thanks for watching. The best, most successful experience we've had is almost killing one of our own party members <laughs> back from the dead to kill us all. Here we go. By the way, that, that's not.